Hey everyone, this is Shandon Autumn from the Dreamzine and gradio.ca. Hanging out today at Riverwomp 2019 with Joy Kill. It's been an amazing weekend. We are just wrapping things up and we're so excited to have Joy Kill with us. He played a crazy set, 4.30 a.m. and he's such a trooper hanging out with us. Um, tell us about your musical background and your experience. I started making music uh, when I was in uh, elementary school. Uh, not even because I wanted to make music, but kind of I just wanted to be a part of something. So I went to a small uh, school, so my um, class was really small, and I grew up with these kids pretty much my whole life. And then when I got to like grade seven, we were thinking about what we could possibly do as friends, and we we're like, "Well, let's uh, let's make a band, you know? Let's do that because we're all into classic rock, and it was cool." Uh, so we decided to make a band and never played an instrument before in my life, never did it. I had no musical knowledge whatsoever. So I drew the short straw because all my friends were like, oh, I'll play guitar, I want to be a guitarist, I'll be a lead guitar, I'll play bass. And I was like, I guess I'll play the drums? <laughs> I guess that's the last instrument left. That and the triangle. I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, so yeah, uh, picked up the drums at an early age. And then just kind of stuck with it. Um, had a bunch of bands in high school. Um, did a couple of, like touring projects and just really got into um, the metal scene. That was like that was the one thing that kind of stuck with me. Cause like when I was a little kid, everybody would be into classic rock. I grew up in a small town, and I guess that's just what people listen to. Either you listen to classic rock, or you listen to country music. I mean, I'm not knocking country music. I love country music. But I don't like stadium country, like <laughs> like fake country, I guess it would be. Um, so yeah, when we were listening to classic rock, I gravitated towards stuff that I guess people didn't really like or would always be hated for liking. So of course my favorite band was Kiss. <laughs> um, and I guess that would probably be one of the reasons why I wear makeup <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but I just thought that was like what I gravitated towards. And then once I got out of like the, my classic rock phase, I gravitated towards metal because there's just so, there's something organic about it. And it wasn't even that, it was angry music for angry kids. It wasn't like that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, when I was in high school, I just kind of got sick of bands because I, I got sick of the whole uh, ego side of it. And then I've also been told that I have uh, a big personality, and so having a big personality as a drummer doesn't really work when you're in a band, because it kind of clashes whether you mean to or not. Uh, so I like made a conscious decision, and I was like, I really want to keep making music, I love making music, and I want to be a musical person, but I need to find a way to make music by myself. Um, all while sounding like an idiot, because I had no idea dance music existed. I remember listening to Daft Punk for the first time and thinking that it was a full band. <laughs> Which is ironic because now they actually are a full band. <laughs> but yeah, I remember hearing those records for the first time and listening to a lot of French house. And I was like, how do they make these sounds with guitars and drums? <laughs> so then I was like, yeah, kind of discovered it all on my own. I was like, there is a way I can make music by myself. It's um, it's a electronic dance music. I can do this. 
Um, couldn't do it. <laughs> Decided to try to do it, couldn't do it. I had, I had no sense of um, structure or rhythm or anything, which is even sadder because I was a drummer for so many years, I just couldn't figure that out. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much where it all stems from. Um, being a metal kid, playing the drums, uh, deciding I wanted to make music by myself. It definitely came from that that kind of path too, where you're you're very heavily influenced by metal, and then now we go into a period of time where there's this nice transitional gap between metal heading into uh, electronic music through things like dubstep and in in certain other genres. Um, so tell me, what's that crossover been like? Has um, has it changed the way you've listened to music since finding electronic music? And also, um, what's the production side of things like for you? Um, it's uh, it's been a weird transition um, because, like I said before, when I like, first discovered um, EDM, it was a lot of old French house, which is like. And then there was a lot of like new disco and like funk and just stuff like that I was listening to, uh, which has been like, I was, uh, I don't know, going from that and then finding dubstep, it's like the one really didn't have anything to do with the other. Um, and then being like kind of, uh, as cliche as it sounds, like kind of being outcasted younger um, for liking metal. And it's like, oh, well, what kind of music could I listen to to help me fit in? Of course, um, electronic dance music. Because <laughs> everybody's listening to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, and then kind of sticking with both those things and then seeing the emergence of, like you said, it's like filling the gap between metal and electronic music now. And uh, its influences are super clear. And it's super cohesive and I want to enjoy it and I do enjoy it but at the same time I like not to sound jaded but you still see the people that were you know knocking you the entire time for liking both of these separate genres and then now that they're fused together people are like yeah this is the greatest thing ever it's like no <laughs> it's uh yeah um it's just a weird transition and then as far as making music it's been really hard for me because I don't listen to a lot of electronic music in my spare time on my own anymore. Uh, I listen to a lot of, um, like, I guess, like, synth pop and then um, metal music, me um, metalcore and stuff like that on my own time. And then when I go to, because when I go to try to make music, I really just kind of submerge myself into it. So I don't want to listen to anything that could influence me to sound like what I'm listening to because then I feel, I don't know, I, I feel like it's not mine. So I try to keep everything separate. So as far as all these um, kind of flavors blending together and then trying to make music and then trying to uh, stay current, um, it's weird. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of hard because as much as one should influence the other, Again, I just feel weird about um, doing that 
because then I feel like I'm not actually doing what I enjoy and rather just doing what I think other people would enjoy. And But I enjoy both those types of music. Which is quite interesting because that must mean, I mean, aside from these external influences, you, you've just always been meant to create music. You've got this natural desire from when you're younger, as you said, to, to create this music and, and to get it out there and to originally um, like collaborate with people. Now you're solo. So what's your, your next few years on this musical journey like? Um, sleep deprivation. Um, loneliness, uh, <laughs> probably going to adopt an exotic animal and abandon it. <laughs> uh, no, I think the next few years, I mean, my game plan is to, as much as I want to do this by myself, I want to share it with, with as many people as I can, whether that be playing one show a year to 10,000 people or playing, you know, 100 shows a year to 10 people each show. I, it doesn't really matter to me. That's never bothered me. Um, so I, ju I just wanted to get it, get it out there. So the next uh, few years, that's just kind of been my number one goal. And I think um, me as a person and my personality and then how I've also been raised, I always see these big artists you know, that burnout, whether they mean to or not, excuse me, uh, whether they mean to or not, because of the road and because how, um, you know, secluded it is and you can't really, like, grasp on anything. Like, reality doesn't exist when you tour. And then I got a taste of that when I was, like, younger, touring in a band. So that's never actually bothered me. I've never had a problem with just kind of being on my own and, like, going day-to-day -day kind of thing. So I think the next few years, I really want to just kind of dive headfirst into that wherever I can. And um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like the uh, next few years, I really want to tour, which means spending a lot of time by myself in my room, making <laughs> as much music as I can. So then I have something to show because I think I don't think it makes sense for people to tour if they're if they don't have anything to show for it. I mean, like, yeah, you can tour and play other people's music which is fine I'm not knocking that but at the same time you have to give a person a reason to come see you and if there's a demand then you can make a life for yourself on the road and that's what I really want to do I want to spend my life on the road and so I'm going to try as hard as I can to make that happen whether that you know just enjoying festival season or you know getting on the club circuit whatever I can I want to I want to do it I want to make that happen do you have any other shows planned for the summer going into the next few months uh yeah so I have um I'm actually playing next weekend at uh the crossing in Red Deer this is part of the Enchanted Sound pre-party so I'm one of the artists on that lineup which is super dope um shout out to Haymac um and Hype Setters I've love those guys and I'm super excited to be on the same bill as them because we all all three of us play very different kinds of music so which I think is the perfect thing for a pre-party you should have artists that are super diverse um, that are gonna be at a festival together but 
would obviously be playing at very different times on different days because there are different vibes. But when you put those artists on the same bill in one night, I think something really cool can happen. Um, so I'm very excited for that. That's next weekend, um, next Saturday. I'm on at 10, which is super cool. Cause so I can play, have the energy, and then also I can enjoy the other artists as well. It's not going in and then like dipping out because I'm tired or something like that. Um, and then after that, I'm playing the Gray Area Music Festival um, in Tofield, Alberta, which is super rad at the Outdoor Amphitheater. Oh, it's uh, August 16th to the 18th, and I'm playing the Saturday, which is the 17th. Okay. And um, I'm playing the same night as Sticky Buds, and I'm playing the same night as Hype Setters again, so it's just cool. Um, which is, I, I think, Everything that's been happening lately is kind of like a weird validation for myself because like I've known Brett for a while and I've seen, <laughs> I, ah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen him, um, you know, progress and really, you know, come into himself and, you know, get what he deserves. And then being on the same bill as him um, out of nowhere consistently. It's like, hey man, I'm a, I feel like I'm actually doing something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it. Uh, so yeah, I get to see him again. We get to hang out and play a show. And then at the end of the month uh, is Enchanted Sound, the festival, which is super cool. Um, got a lot of friends. And I feel like this summer is literally me just getting to hang out with my friends and play music, which is super um, cool and super validating for me. Uh, especially when you look the way I look and you play the music that I play it can, it can be uh, off-putting um, and then I have uh, a string of club shows going into the fall that I'm really excited about can't talk about uh, <laughs> unfortunately um, but yeah I'll be doing that and uh, super excited I get to hang out with some um, big artists that are big favorites of mine and again play some music. Now you you mentioned before again that you were you were feeling kind of outcasted in this small town as you began and now you're you're emerging into a scene where there are all kinds of genres there are all kinds of people getting together as a community so do you want to just talk about how festival culture has really um, brought together community for you? Yeah, I think uh, festival culture, um, I mean, it really depends on who you ask. Uh, some people can have a very skewed look outlook on it. And you know, that might just because they've had bad personal experiences or just like, you know, the people they hang out with. And that's fine, you know. That's, it's okay to have an opinion, even if it's not the same opinion as everyone else. Um, but for me, festival culture is pretty great because you get both sides of the coin yeah there's really crazy bad things that happen at festivals but there's also really beautiful things that you would never see anywhere else that happen at festivals and it's absolutely fantastic i was thinking to myself the other day i was just walking around um in the rain and i was like just looking around i was like you wouldn't get this anywhere else you, you wouldn't be able to just like walk by and talk to your friends that you know like live on like live in different parts of the city 
And then when you're done with that conversation, you can go walk three feet to your other group of friends that live in different parts of the city. And you can take as much as you want. And then when you've had enough, you can just kind of wander back to your tent, you know, have some time to yourself. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, in a day and age where social media is everything and you're, you feel constantly connected to everyone, whether you want to or not, it's really refreshing to be able to go to. It's really refreshing and ironic that you can go to a festival where you're literally connected to everybody around you, but you can still disconnect yourself and have that time to yourself, um, which I think is the greatest thing ever. That literally is the sense of community. And um, I think it's great. And I, I'm glad that I've, uh, I'm you know, finally getting to be a part of that. Um, I didn't want to for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I um, I have a problem with um, and it, it's just, it's an internal problem. But I just have a problem being around a lot of people, and it's not like social anxiety or anything like that. I just don't want to be around a lot of people. I hate the idea that no matter where I'm looking, there's gonna always be somebody looking at me. <laughs> that bums me out. <laughs> Because sometimes when I'm not paying attention and I relax my face, I look like Grumpy Cat. And I just know there's somebody in the crowd that's like, that guy looks like Grumpy Cat. <laughs> From the start of the band in the, as a drummer, <laughs> seeking all the attention to now you don't even want to be seen by people. <laughs> that's funny. I, uh, I'm curious what you think about River Womp and uh, what makes River Womp so special compared to other festivals? Um, River Womp is pretty uh, crazy because it uh, has this super down-home vibe that's like, has the, you know, the shiny gloss of sponsored, you know, big festivals. But yet, it, you don't lose that um, sense of community because you're not walking around and seeing giant like Bud Light signs everywhere <laughs> you, like this is purely for the music you, you're not really here for anything else I mean uh, maybe here for something <laughs> but um, it's for the music which is absolutely bonkers it's fucking oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck <laughs> um no, I think that's crazy, and I well, River Womp is special to me because uh, last year I had heard so much about it, and I was like, wow, I really would love to be a part of that, and I wasn't able to go last year, and uh, um, and not this uh, this isn't a negative comment by any means, but it was a lot more uh, exclusive last year. Like, it wasn't nearly as big as it was this year. I think they just wanted to keep it, you know, personal and close friends. So I wasn't able to come last year. And so when they were doing it again, I was like, oh, man, I'd really like I want to be a part of that festival. I would love to go to that festival. And then I got a message um, from Frank. Shout out to Monkey Twerk um, and Adriana. Shout out to them because they messaged me and they're like, hey, would you like to play this festival that we're or this party that we're doing called Riverwomp? I was like, yes, absolutely. I was planning to go there. And now, last year, I was, you know, dying of FOMO and begging to go as a, as a party goer. But this year, I get to come as an artist? That's absolutely crazy. 
and I couldn't be any more appreciative of that. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. And so, and that's exactly why it's special to me. And, and then again, going back to what I was talking about before, it's giving me that sense of validation. Cause like, I'm not from here. I, I didn't grow up with these people, but yet I'm I like, I, I feel like I'm finally getting the chance for like, I'm being recognized as one of them in a really um, nice way and um, yeah I couldn't be more excited to be here I was absolutely loving it having a great time awesome where can we find your music um, so you can find everything uh, Joy Kill related on um, I, I can never remember how to pronounce it so it's P-O-R-N-H-U-B B.com. <laughs> if you if you it's a black and yellow website and if there's a search bar if you type in joykill <laughs> you can find everything on that website don't mind the ads on the side that's just a little bit of uh, animated porn but everything on the main side that's where you can find joykill <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then on a similar website <laughs> That's orange and, and orange and white. That's SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, it's, um, actually, what's the what the best part is about my name is that it's pretty unique. So if you just go on Google and J O I K I L L, I have two pages to myself of just Joykill, which is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, that was, that was a great thing about finding a DJ name in like grade nine back when dial-up internet was still <laughs> people were people were putting stuff on the internet but it took some time um yeah so i'm on uh mixcloud.com um i'm on soundcloud.com um i'm on spotify you know which is super cool um i have oh hello oh there oh oh there you go <laughs> um also, I have um, all my music is for sale through iTunes and Amazon, which is super rad. You know, if you're just, you know, shopping for dumb shit on Amazon, you can also buy my music. <laughs> Are you released on a few labels? I'm not actually. I haven't really tapped into that yet. Um, I'm working on it. Again, it's just me not really um, having the knowledge and being super comfortable with that yet. Um, but I think that's another one of my goals for next year, or I guess this coming year, is to get on some labels. And then that, I feel like, will give me the opportunity to be able to um, you know, be noticed by uh, a wide, like wider spread audience. While we still have you, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, uh, I like like to apologize for my um, unnaturally deep voice. <laughs> I like for such a small guy and people that have like seen me from a distance, or they or they seen me on the internet and then they talk to me in person for the first time, and they hear my voice. They're like, what the hell's going on? Um, so for all the audio listeners, <laughs> apologize for that. Um, but no, I. Uh, 
again, I'm just super happy to be here. I'm super happy for this opportunity. This interview is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, uh, for all the people listening, I hope they just give me a chance, you know, check out my music. Um, if they don't like my music, then they should definitely follow me on Instagram because I do, uh, you know, like a lot of photo stuff. So I hope uh, they at least enjoy the visual side if they don't enjoy the, the audio side. Um, you know, and then just big shout outs to a lot of artists. Uh, shout out to my one of my great uh, friends and homies, Noxum. He's an absolutely gorgeous human being. Um, massive dick. He's a great guy. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Noxum for being a beautiful bean. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's really hard. I got a lot of a lot of people to thank, and I think it's absolutely great that I even remotely am able to do this. Shout out to Monkey Jork. <laughs> thank you so much, Joy Kill, for joining us on this interview, for hanging out with us at River Womp and for sharing your amazing music with the world. We're definitely excited for more to come, and as your, your summer moves on, I, we're looking forward to catching you at Enchanted Sound Festival as G-Radio and the Dream Zine will also be there as well, doing broadcasting. For all of our listeners out there, we've got a couple more stops on our festival tour. Uh, Shambhala coming up next, as well as, like we said, Enchanted Sound. So for all the people out there, we love you guys. We hope you're having a fun, safe summer. And uh, check out Joy Kill, J-O-I-K-I-L-L. Be sure to give them some love, give them some support, and check them out at the next show. To everyone at the Dream Zine NG Radio, I'm Shandon, and I hope you're having an amazing day. We'll chat with you later. Peace.